doing out there? Welcome, welcome to another edition of Pass the Ox. Pass the Ox, Pass the Ox. Hey, it's your boy, Dwayne. You already know. Your cousin's favorite cousin, your neighbor's favorite neighbor, and all that good stuff. Your favorite person to ride in the car with all that good stuff, man. That's what we do. We pass the Ox. Just like I'm about to pass this introduction over to my one and only co-host, you already know, Miss Janine Barry. Talk to the people. What's up? What's up, everybody? I hope everybody has had a great week coming off of Juneteenth. It's your girl, Janine, and episode three, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> That's all, folks. That's all. And we got a real dope special guest in the house. Special, special, special guest. This man is a man of many, 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 many titles. Many titles. I mean, you can put CEO to the title. You can put head marketing director to the title. You could do so much, but you know, we 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 consider this man family. And it's very ironic because, well, this very show is being broadcasted to you on Six Families Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, gotta reckon, welcome my boy, Vinny. Vinny, talk to the people, what, uh, man. How you doing, sir? What's up, man? Hey, honor to be here with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all doing some beautiful things right now, past the ox, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just glad to be here. Thanks oh, for the man. invite. Come Thank on, you for having me. Oh. Uh, Pleasure, pleasure. Thank y'all for having me, man. And, hey, no uh, problem. You know, uh, shout to y'all doing your thing. You know, Six Families Radio. We here, man. We uh, we causing a little bit of drama out here. So, you know, I like that. Could you could you spill the tea? What kind of drama are we causing out here in these streets? You know, um, we ruffling some feathers. You know, when 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 they counted me out. They thought I was gone. You mm. know what I'm saying? Well, and I, I come back with a team. Wow. They like, they like, oh shit. Oh. Vinny yes. ain't playing around this time. You know what I'm <laughs> yes, saying? Sir. Right. So, That's what's happening. Know, they they, you know, um, it's like when Michael Corleone said in Godfather Three, he said, Look, you know, um, they try to count me out, but you know, sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, peace to y'all, man. Y'all had um we go we go we gonna brag a little bit, but y'all had so the first episode. All right, hold on. The first episode of Pass the Ox, um Usher, right? Usher, oh, Usher joint, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Y'all broke the record of listenership on the show. Okay. One. <laughs> yeah, so so clap, clap, bro. What a applause, bro! But it's time to be alive, yeah. baby. Oh, I got a I got a message from from you know the higher ups at my server, and they was like, um, we might have a bandwidth problem. I said, what you mean? <laughs> Looked at the numbers, and then I I was it was crazy. I was putting my daughter to bed, and I was like, oh shit! All right, I see what we're doing. So you know. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all had an incredible episode with the Usher, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just glad to be here, you know what I'm saying? I got, we got a big week this week, you know what I'm saying? We starting off tonight, Monday. We starting off fresh, but, you know, come tomorrow, 
I'm about to wreak havoc on a lot of people tomorrow. So Ooh, I'm we'll touch on that. So, Ooh, but yeah, yeah, I appreciate y'all having me. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into Mr. Vinny and, you know, telling the people out there more about Six Families Radio. You know what I mean? And telling them about in the mix and, and letting them know about the mix radio show. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, they got to know about that too, you know, especially if you're an old hip hop head, you know what I mean? And you like the classics, you know what I mean? You like the classics. Maybe you're not mm. on the, the mumble rap phase and the mumble rap era. Maybe you like the classics, you know, when you got yeah. bars, you know what hey, I mean? Hey, man, shout, shout, shouts to the mumble rappers, you know what I'm saying? They need it. They need it right need now, it but uh our shit is needed too so i'm just gonna bring it back you know what i'm saying come on man come on let's <laughs> get it let's get it. so speaking of which you know because this is past the eyes baby we show love to all the genres all the styles both recent both current past present future all that good stuff new wave you name it we showing love to you all you name it you know <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> shout out to the throwback i felt it in the spirit i felt it Sorry, we bad. felt it we felt it so um Neen, let's go ahead and um welcome this edition of what's in your ears what's in my ears we going new or are we going just what's been on the playlist heavy rotation Man, let's go with what's been on the playlist and heavy rotation talk to the people all right so um I'm going to go throwback first because this is super random. I don't know why it's been on my playlist, but Pink's first album, Can't Take Me Home. Ooh, <laughs> and I don't okay. know what possessed me to go back to this, but I remember um, I ordered the CD. It came out in 2000, so I was like in fourth grade. And remember when you wow. would get the little thing inside of the mail to where you can like order CDs and like the first five are free and they'll send it to you. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh, you remember yeah. that? Um, what was that <laughs> called, man? Um, oh yeah. The, the, the Columbia house joint. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I ordered Pink's first album. I got Joe. I got Maya. Um, Ricky Martin, because I was looking out for my mom and something else. I don't know. But anyway, Pink's first album was so good to me. And I think it was because back when she first came out, she wasn't like rock star Pink. She was more like R&B pop. And her voice is actually really powerful. And I don't know, listening to the album was just super nostalgic for me this week. So that's been on heavy rotation for me. And then um, following that up, Tiana Taylor, the album, my goodness, my God. I love Tiana Taylor so much. She's <laughs> incredible. 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 Like when 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 we say artist, she is that in every like she can sing. Her yeah. her visuals are crazy. What she does fashion wise, her her um lyrics are like a uh, so yeah. That's Ooh, it. I love yeah. Tiana Taylor. I'm rocking with that. Yeah. She's bringing the vibes for real. You know, shout out to Cuzzo for that recommendation on that album because actually was vibing that. Yo, she had Erica like she got Erica Badu to be on a track with her. That's amazing. Man, let me tell you, when you get Miss Badu on a track, bruh, when you get Miss Badu on a track, you know you doing something. You know you is. Like to have that backing is amazing, and um, come to find out, 
uh, Erica Badu is going to deliver her baby. So they're even, so their relationship is mad close. Wow. Is that amazing? That's true. That's interesting. That's true. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Brother Vinny, how about you, man? What's been in your ears lately, man? What you been, what you been bumping lately this week, man? What's been in your ears? Um, man, a lot, a lot. Um, I mean, for me, you know, running a station, I got to keep my ear to everything. So I've been plugged into everything. Um, I did take a trip a little bit down memory lane. Um, so Saturday, this pat, no, um, sorry, uh, a week from Saturday, um, it was Prodigy's three year passing. So, um, mm. I had been bumping some Prodigy pretty heavy over the weekend, uh, last weekend, uh, and his album HNIC2, man, so many gems on there with everything we dealing with now in this society, man, it's kind of scary, man. So I, I, I was dumping in some P some prodigy on a, on an old school tip. Um, and it's wild because I H and I C two came out in 2007 and it's mm. 2020. So he was so ahead of his time with his lyrics and, and his message. And, um, man, so that, that, that was, that was dope. Um, I took a peep at Black's new project. Um, yes. this weekend. Yes. um, shouts to him. Um, Nino Man from Harlem just dropped a new record. Uh, he's Jada Kiss's artist. He just dropped a little project. Um, so I was in tune with that. But I'm going to keep it funky with y'all, man. I think the biggest record right now that's still been in heavy, heavy rotation for me um, is kind of a mixture in between um, Royce DeFadnan's album and uh, Eminem's album, man. I keep mm. I keep finding new things on his Eminem record, and I'm like, Oh my God, like, you know what I'm saying? You skip over records sometimes and you sit back and listen and you're like, the hell, man? What is this? <laughs> this right. dude is crazy, man. So, <laughs> yeah. um, man, so that, that's, that's, what, that's what's been in it. I'm trying to think. Um, there was another project that I heard recently that was amazing. Um, and uh, I, I want to get them, I want to give them them props. Um, oh, 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 oh. The, uh, the, um, the record with uh with Pop Smoke and, and, and Roddy Rebel from from Brooklyn, that record mm. has been amazing. So that's been a burner. That's actually uh, it's actually number two the most requested record on Six Families Radio. So I've been burning that crazy. So the fans loving it. So yeah. I'm vibing with the fans. You know what I mean? That's that new wave. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I love that. I love that. Well, uh, as far as myself, man, what's uh. What's been in your boys' ears? Uh, going, you know, like like my co-host said, I'm gonna go a little throwback first, you know, kind of bring it to the modern day. And you know, I started out, man, and I was thinking about Fab, and I saw, I went back and listened to those soul tapes because yeah. I forgot, man. Well, I didn't forget, you know. I really yeah, Fab's yeah. one of my favorite like lyricists, man. But like, I, I was just Fab. going back, just vibing off of a lot of those like soul tape remixes how he would play off of them flip them and just kind of do things and just so smooth you know what i mean fab is like a, a smooth lyricist dude like and uh right. i just thought about the memories of being in like college and then finding out like oh yeah fab dropped soul tape too wait for real like a second one okay let's go 
So take three. Word, I bet. You know, and then trying to figure out like which one was the best one. Like you couldn't even choose. They were all real good. So it was one of the things I had to listen to it from like start to finish and just like kind of go through there. Um, we had the seventh anniversary recently of Wale's The Gifted album, you know, and uh, I had to go on that, you know, revisit some of the songs on there. You know, uh, to those who don't remember that album, you know, if, you, if you're not a Wale fan, that was the album from that single where he had Bad come out, you know, and a lot of people definitely probably remember that single for sure. So, you know, it came off of that Gifted album. And I mean, there were so many uh, slept on songs from that album. It was probably one of the last actual albums from Wale that I actually appreciated. And then I kind of fell off Wale a little bit after that. But nonetheless, you know, Wale, salutes to you, man. And um, recently, man, much like Vinny, much like my co-host here, the boy Black, man, you know, that that EP, Six Piece Hot Man. Yeah. Listen, vibes Let me tell you day. something. Let me tell you something, man. Black is such an underrated lyricist yes. Yes. that he does such an incredible job with the R&B tip. Yes. And his music and his melodies, but don't fuck with him on the mic when it comes to spitting. That dude is yeah. something vicious, man. Yeah. And, and and it's kind of crazy because I come from an era where it's like, when you rap, that's like, when we talk about skill, like you sport. If you in sports, right, your skill is your your attributes, right? You you quick. Um, in, in, in hip hop, usually you show your lyricism up front to prove how great you are. Now, bro, it's a different lane. It's a different game. And that motherfucker, man, yo, Black is, is when he pulled a pen out, bro, when he does, man, he remind, he's kind of like Tory Lanez to me in a, in a, in a, in a, in a yeah. sense because Tory is like, he touches all lanes, but when he whips that pen out and he raps, yeah, man. <clears throat> no, I'm not here at all. <laughs> did, you, did you hear the, the new Wale EP? No. I did. I did listen. I, I gave it a check out. He has some joints on there I was really feeling. Yeah, and, he, uh, you know, he, he, he threw something out there for his fans, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I haven't been, I think the last Wale project I really vibed with was probably the, the, the gifted joint. And I actually yeah. remember his mixtape with Knife Wonder was super dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I kind of, I kind of always like for me, Wale was one of those cats where when he would drop something, um, I always, always would listen to it. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, no matter what the climate was, I always wanted to hear what he was talking about. And uh, he's, uh, he's definitely one of them cats out there too. That I don't think it's a lot of his props. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. For sure. Definitely for sure. underrated. And Fab, <laughs> Fab, man. You know, I almost want to say Fab is is underrated but I don't think he is like everybody is gonna give Fab his props and I think maybe he didn't go as mainstream as what we would have liked to see him but the mm -hmm. lane that he's in like he's well respected <laughs> so I don't yeah, know fact. I agree I mean I, I think I think the thing with Fab over the years and I've I've been you know I've been in the industry for a long time and I'm I'm you know we've rubbed shoulders with Fab on a few different occasions, uh, me and my camp. But Fab's just one of those dudes, man, where he he's always on a pulse of the, of the wave and what's going on now. 
but he always knows how to be fab. And I think that's why the streets fuck with him. I think that's why the ladies love him. I think that's why the mainstream fuck with him because when you get a fab project and you get a fab record, um, you know exactly it's not going to be um, watered down. It's not going to be anything but fab. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I can relate. Soul tapes, man. Wow. The soul, man, the soul tapes is crazy, man. man. They were. They were. I mean, I appreciated those probably more than I appreciated his albums. And that's saying in, in a yeah. good way, not even in a bad right. way. You know what I mean? Like, you got some artists, and I'm sure, Neen, I'm sure you can relate and agree with this one, but like, you got artists that it's it's like it's not that they don't come out with good albums but sometimes they come out with better mixtapes you yeah. know like that are just so classic something about the theme behind the mixtape you know what i mean where you're like it, it's a playoff of some <laughs> of your favorite shows or movies you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you're like you know i think about like starlito and don trip and how they you know did like the stepbrothers mixtapes you know what i mean and it was just like Whoa, you know what I mean? That's a nice play off the movie. Everybody loves Step Brothers, man. Everybody right, loves that movie, right. you know. And so you just like, oh, that's a cool tribute, and you'll hear a little sound bites or something, you know. And it's telling stories, you know. And albums do that to a degree, but it almost feels like albums kind of have like a like a label, yeah, in control feel over it. You know what I mean? Like the label wants something, so the artist is gonna give what the label wants. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Another thing too is when Fab was dropping the show tapes, you gotta remember he was on Def Jam. And this was around this was this was after From Nothing to Something. And I think From Nothing to Something came out of 07, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, it was 07, because that's the summer that that record came out is the summer uh, rest in peace stack bundles had passed away. So I think Fab needed to kind of get in his bag real quick and 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 say, look. I'm a mainstream rapper. I just came off from them. So I had T-Pain, I had JD, I had Neo. Um, I had all these, you know, great, great, great acts. Um, but I, but he would, those soul tapes came out in that era where the labels was, you didn't have that record. You was being shelved, bro. Mm-hmm. So I think he really, really creatively decided, yo, I'm going to make a project how I want to make it. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do me. And when Fab does that, that's why I love Fab's B. I love Fab's B sides of mixtapes more than the albums. I'm with you on that. Yeah. All day. All yeah. day. I agree, man. I agree. Nene, what you, Nene, how you feel about the mixtape versus the album when it comes to an artist these days? Um, these days, um, I actually have a question um, that I wanted to ask you all. So Six Families Radio is like hip hop, is, is, is authentic hip hop radio, right? So um, I remember maybe around 2012, give or take a few years, we started hearing a lot of OGs say that hip hop is dead, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, from y'all's standpoint, do you feel like hip hop is dead and what we're trying to do is like revive it or bring back what we feel like hip hop is? Or do we feel like hip hop never died? It just has sons now. Nah, I, I think so, you know, I think when people were saying hip-hop was dead, I think that that the the art of lyricism and, and the five elements of hip-hop had been bastardized by corporate America, you know what I'm saying? I think that that's really the, the biggest thing. Hip-hop ain't never died, man. Like, we got to realize something that, you know, hip-hop is is was birthed in the Bronx and it became 
this phenomenon that traveled, you know, across seas and continents and, you know, it's, it's, it's been able to bring, um, it's been able to spread that message there throughout, you know, various, various different generations. So I think for, you know, what Six Families Radio represents, you know what I'm saying, is, is the authentic side of the people, the fans dictate what's hot, the streets dictate what's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, um, fucking Spotify playlists and all of those curated things that the fans have no say in, that's not what hip hop's about, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so that's kind of part part A of it, you know what I'm saying? I think what, what, what we bring to the table as a station is we give the fans control of what is being played and they have a say in what's hot. Um, and I come from, you know, and it's relevant today, the streets know the temperature of, of things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They are the be all, say all and everything. Um, and, then, and then side B to that is, you know, I think people got to realize, and I, and I, maybe the old heads never realized it, but I, I always been kind of one step ahead of things, but hip hop is an art, not a science. So there's no right or wrong way to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I, I think Speak at the me. end of the day, uh, you know, people have their preferences, right? And mm-hmm. I'm a huge guy on preferences, you know what I'm saying? But the beauty about hip hop right now, especially in 2020, is that there's something for everybody. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like, um, you know, if you don't like the mumble rap, well, there's some other shit out there. And the thing is, you don't have to be force fed with it because you have your Spotify's, you got your titles, you can create, you know, your own playlist. Um, and and that's the beauty about hip hop is that there is there's a lane for everybody at this moment. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what Six Families Radio is about is making sure that the people have their voice, you know? I don't know if you guys, um, you guys are in Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. What's the big station out there hip hop wise? The, I would say it would be V103, 107.9 maybe, but definitely V103 above, probably, what's, yeah. Yeah, what's the, oh, ooh, man, it's, it's a little bit of both, but between the two, it's 107.9 and V103 for sure. Yeah, those would be the top two. So do they, do they, um, are they owned by, um, you know, iHeartRadio or some of these major conglomerates for TN Knowledge? I think it's iHeart. Oh, okay. So a lot of the thing too is that, you know, right, right, right. So a lot of the time with, with radio, terrestrial radio, you know, your FM radio is iHeartRadio and all these corporations are in the pocket of the labels. So the other thing that, you know, for Six Families Radio, that's so cool is that we actually are connecting with the independent artists. Mm-hmm. They actually have an outlet. They ain't got to, you know, they ain't got to worry about putting money underneath the table to get their record played. They ain't got to worry about having marketing and, and budgeting dollars to get their record played because if it's hot and the streets are, are gravitating to it, we're going we gonna to throw it in. We're going to put it in rotation. So that's the balance that's missing from hip hop because you have the mainstream up here, you know what I'm saying? And then you got these guys here and it's not balanced. You feel me? So we got to be the balance in the culture because, um, look, I love Migos. I love, um, I love a lot of these mainstream acts. I love Tory. Um, I think he does incredible things. I think, um, 
uh, Lil Baby put out an incredible record uh, a couple weeks ago with, with, with everything going on. The yeah. um, Baby, he's one of my favorite cats out here. You know what I'm saying? And and here's the thing, they get enough radio spins. You know what I'm saying? They get enough of that shit going on right now because they they are in pocket with a major label. So I think for me, I take our opportunity to, yeah, you're going to hear some, some of that. You know what I'm saying? But you're also going to hear the next wave of people coming up uh, that in two years, maybe you know, six to nine months, you're going to hear them heavy on the iHearts. You know what I'm saying? So that's the whole situation. But to answer your question overall, I mean, I don't think, um, I mean, if you're talking to the old heads 50 and above, they might still say, oh, hip hop is dead and they're killing our culture and this, that, and the third. And um, I think there's some clown shit out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be real. Of course. <laughs> um, but there was clown shit in the 80s, it was clown shit yep. in the 90s, it was clown shit in the 2000s. So um, I just think it's it's just finding a balance again. And uh, that's that's what we bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like agree it. With I that. like it. You know, uh, hip hop to me seems to kind of be like, whoo, it's kind of like ice cream flavors. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so you may not like the newest flavor that's out. You want to <laughs> stick to the flavors that you like? Right, go ahead and continue to pick them. Yeah. Right. If you're not afraid to try something new, try something new. But if you mm-hmm. want to stick to what you know, go right ahead, man. It's not going anywhere. So, you know, classics are classics for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to them if you want to be stuck in that realm, by all means. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if right. you if you like, well, us in this room right now, then you pretty much like a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? You might have a preference of certain er- you know, eras more than others, but you're open-minded. To everything that's out you know i think what I mean? one yeah i think one thing that people get fucked up is that they think that just because it's nostalgic that that feeling made it good you know what i'm saying and i don't know man it's like i think people need to get past that sometimes you know what i'm saying because especially when you're trying to move things forward and you're trying to progress in the industry like you yeah. can't be that old head saying oh these new guys, these new guys. I don't listen to no new guys. It's like, you can't do that because if you love the game and you love the culture, you're going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to see the, the bright guys, the, the, the guys that shine through. Um, you know, um, like right now, Lil Baby's impressing me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really enjoyed that record he put out. And these these old heads, they won't, they won't say that. Like, nah, the Lil's out here? Nah, they, they ruin everything, man. you know. <laughs> We can't think like that, especially, yeah, you know, the the younger generation coming up now, man, they got to realize that, bro, Snoop Dogg was 16, 17 years old making Doggy Style. Nas was 18 when he wrote Illmatic. So it's like hip hop is already incorporated in the youth. um, And they are the ones telling us about what's going on in the communities in the world. So we got to listen, you know what I'm saying? Um, But again, this shit is an art. It ain't a science. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It is what it is. Great answer, know? my goodness. Come on now. And that's why we got Vinny on the show, people, because this is a man that is open-minded and can tell you a little bit about every bit of this culture, man. You know, and that's what we do on Past Oz. You know, we're not favoritism. You know, we're not gonna just cater to one side and not go around and just give you the love, spread the love of every genre, every style that we can. So salute to you if you're an artist. 
up and coming. Maybe you're already hitting it on the streets. Maybe your mainstream status and you just so happen to have enough free time to listen to us right here coming up on the come up. Either way, you're saluting. We are saluting you because you are appreciated and what you do and what you bring to the culture. That being said, now I would like to bring the segment of New Music Friday. So again, this always broadcasts live on Six Families Radio on Monday nights. However, this show is recorded on Fridays. Therefore, we get to bring you New Music Friday, and that's the beauty of recording on Friday. So, Ning, yes. let's start with you. So I've already mentioned Tiana Taylor's The Album album. Um, I don't know what more I can say. I kind of <laughs> went... <laughs> Super to bat for her during the last segment, but if you haven't listened to it already, do it. Um, on the, on our first episode, we kind of mentioned how like we miss real R and B, and Tiana Taylor goes into the '90s R and B bag wholeheartedly. Um, on a lot of these tracks, you know, she would um, she would make reference to some old school joints like um, old Erica, old old uh, Lauren Hill, like just a dope album all all around, all around. And then Meg The Stallion dropped a single, um, "Girls oh. Girls in the Hood," uh, obviously sampled and has some of the cadences from Easy E's "Boys in the Hood." Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to kind of ask a question to y'all concerning that particular single, if that's okay during this segment. Of course. Shoot. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> um, like I said, Girls in the Hood samples and kind of sounds like Boys in the Hood. And so Easy es daughter, Remarkable, she's an artist as well. She goes onto Instagram and she starts to kind of rant a little bit and saying how, you know, she doesn't think that it's fair that the people giving clearances to um, these classic songs or, or, or clearances to use Easy es likeness, they're very selective on who they, um, they give the okay to versus her, who's actually Easy es daughter. I'm assuming that she's tried to get clearances before and she's being denied. So her whole argument is like, yo, if I'm his family or his family should have automatic access. So Dwayne, you as an artist and many who's worked in, in the industry, I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> what, is it, <laughs> what, is, what is the process of, of clearances and does she have a right to feel that way? Vinny, go ahead and start this one off, bro. I'd love to know your side first. Man, that's a slippery slope, man. Um, you know what, man? I think I think Easy's daughter has a point, you know, to a point. You know, I think that whoever's in control of the estate and whoever's in control of the publishing, they basically, they'd be all sale in that shit. You know what I mean? So, um, I, so... Before I make a comment, because obviously we, we, you know, we on the show and, you know, this, this, this could get on the, the web super quick. Um, <laughs> is she upset that she wasn't able to clear like a record from her father or is she upset that, you know, I she didn't have the opportunity just, to do it and Meg did? Yeah, um, I don't think it was like shade towards anybody. Or, I think she was just speaking about the clearance and process in general on how the people that pressed uh, pressed the button that those were her words the people that pressed the button 
have this preference on who gets the clearance based off of who's yeah. hot versus who really deserves the clearance, I guess. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a slippery slope that, that happens in, in this industry because you got to understand that whoever boys in the hood, whoever had the original clear, uh, the original publishing on a record, uh, it was obviously easy to appoint uh, whoever had wrote the record, whoever produced a record and then whoever, whatever label it was under. That shit happens all the time. And, and I think what Easy's daughter needs to realize, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, uh, as her father and she wants to probably protect his legacy in a way yeah. uh, where it's not tainted, you know what I mean? But what she's got to realize too, that, you know, Meg is on top of the world right now. And if Meg's label, which I believe she's on Atlantic, they got fucking money. So if they're gonna turn around and spend that money to clear the record, that's a great opportunity for the estate of EZE because not only does it help you get the bag, um, it brings the record to a whole new generation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think for me, um, you know, there's two sides of it, but it's a slippery slope. Um, did you guys ever hear the story about, um, do you guys remember the Ja Rule record um, with Case living it up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a Stevie Wonder sample. And th that record was super hard to clear, uh, was a story back then. And Stevie was super, super, super uh, upset about the content of the record. Because if you, if you hear it on an album, there's a clean version. There's a, only a clean version. Uh, but I think prior to the record being put out on an album, one of these mixtape DJs, DJ Clue, one of these guys had the explicit record. And part of the clearance obligations were them for to clean up that record to put it out. You know what I mean? So whoever you're taking the, the record from, they can tell you whatever the fuck they want in regards right. to how they want the record to sound and who they want on it. Um, so I think from a business standpoint, um, they probably didn't want to give Boys in the Hood sample to fucking, you know, Jane Doe from, you know, uh, Compton, California, or wherever, they wanted to give it to somebody who could do something with it, you know what I mean? And it happened to be Meg. So I salute Meg because, you know, she, um, she's, a, you know, she's dope because she, she respects the culture. She, she understands it's a business as well, but I think she's really tipping her hat. The record's dope, you know what I'm saying? So she, she killed it, you know what I mean? Um, I just think people going to hate sometimes, but I think for Easy's daughter, she got a point. You know what I mean? They probably wouldn't give it to nobody else. It was either going to be Meg or uh, whatever other female artist was popping. Maybe Cardi, I don't know. But they ain't going to give it to anybody. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what? Honestly, uh, on an artist perspective, I got to kind of side with Vinny there a little bit um, and take you here with, with the fact of, you know, it's it's always tough. Uh, I think about what Derek said last week when he brought up Prince, when he brought up how, you know, Prince was a guy who was in control of his music, you know what I mean? Like the rights to his music and things like that and, and wanted to work towards that. And when you're talking about family and bloodline, stuff like that's important. You know, if Prince had a son or even a daughter right now, you know, God rest Prince's soul, but people who are out there sampling right now, Prince was against sampling. Prince wanted people to make their own original stuff. You know, like, nah, don't sample what, what I got. You know, right. make yeah. your own, make yeah, your, your own, own art. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
to this day in a sample generation, which sampling has been around for years. And so it's like, if someone, if Prince had a son or a daughter right now, with him being, you know, away from us for a couple of years now, at this point, if somebody was sampling, if somebody was like the hottest rapper, or the hot, you know, the hottest R&B artist or whatever, and they literally sample something from one of Prince's known hits, and that descendant of Prince is like, yo, wait a minute, I'm... I am his direct descendant. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm literally his seed. So like right. anybody should like remix this, it should be me. But you gotta be careful with stuff like that because then you don't want, you know, usually when you're like directly related to a legend like that, you kind of don't want to follow in their footsteps, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of blaze your own path. So with Easy E's daughter, what I would say respectfully is it's like, well, look, just give her props in the fact of, you know, salute to you for, you know, sending tribute to my father, you know what I'm saying? Respect to you for that. You're going hard right now. Like Vinny said, you know, show respect to the woman that's up there, you know, killing the game right now. I heard the single and I was just like, okay, nice twist there. You know what I mean? You know, Super, super, uh, super detail in, in a lot of what you were saying there, Miss Meg. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, she's like, I know. don't think that she was coming for Meg. I think she's just talking about the process as a whole. Yeah. That is, yeah, it sounds like access it. to yeah. my father's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and that's that. That's that's just the hard part. Is like you know when you yeah. got when you don't control your masters. And I encourage mm -hmm. you know I've I've told I uh, shit I had when I was on. Dwayne's show, the other show, uh, Life's a Botch, you know, we kind of talked about parallels in, in certain uh, professions where you want to own your masters, you know what I'm saying? Owning your masters is such an important thing nowadays that I think when I look back on it from the birth of hip hop until now and, and a, a lot of other genres, a lot of people got shitty deals and a lot of people got taken advantage of, you know, from the beginning. And I think it's it's unfortunate because you get a lot of tampering with clearances and a, and a lot of tampering with samples because all it is of these corporations is making money and ain't about family and ain't about blood. It's about that fucking almighty dollar. So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's rough, but you know, I, I, you know, I understand, I understand her point of view. She's just, you know, she just upset like, Hey, I can't do this and pay homage to my father. They won't let me do it. Yeah. You know what I mean, so, but, yeah. but peace to Meg, you know what I mean? Because she, you know, she, obviously she, she took the record, she she spun it, she made her own. And these these new little kids out here, you know, these 18, 19, so you know, and above, they they bother with it. And then they're gonna do their homework and say, Oh shit, where this come from? Easy E, exactly. what's that? And then boom, that opens them up to a whole nother uh era of hip hop. So um that's how you get back, that's how you pay it forward, you know what I mean? You know, and, and I totally agree with you there, Vinny, because I can speak from experience of myself of like you know, when I, when I realized, and I mean, you could probably agree with me here, you know, growing up, a lot of the songs we came up on and like how we were like loving them. But then as you got older and really started appreciating music, you're like, wait, hold on. This didn't age well. This came from, <laughs> this was a sample from that, you know, yeah. like, and then you hear yeah. the original version and you appreciate the original version, maybe a little more Way than the version more. you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, or like Janine said, you're like, wait, this didn't age well. You know what I mean? You're like, 
hold up, you know what I mean? Like this, this is this ain't right. Uh, even right. going back to what we were just saying about like appreciate the new wave, you know what I mean? Let me just go to say, I love Master P. I love No Limit. I love what they were doing in the '90s. But when you listen to it today, it ain't sounding too great. Who made <laughs> you know? um uh uh you know we bought it bought it? Who made that song? Cause that still goes hard. <laughs> that still turns the party up. That's a fact. That's true, a fact. true. I mean, <laughs> some of those, some of those, yes. But like we, but in sense of, I guess what I mean to say respectfully, because again, they're great for their time. About. Yeah. But like, if you listen to the mixing and the mastering, yeah, back then to now, granted, technology's evolved a lot since then. Mm-hmm. You listen to the mixing from then and now, you're like, man. There is no way this would hold up in today's standard. You know what I mean? Like, it was good for that time and that era, but like, would it really hold up today? I take I, mean? I take a cue. Um, I remember um, I remember having a, a conversation with a uh, um, DJ Premier, uh, shouts to Ian Schwartzman. We was uh, we was talking about hip hop, and obviously Primo has worked with everybody, Nas, Jay. Um, Biggie, you know what I'm saying? Um, every great MC you can ever think of. And a lot of the time, a lot of the music back then, 80s, 90s, you know, 2000s now, he called it, uh, um, it's expiration music, it's like milk. You know what I'm saying? It don't, <laughs> it don't, it don't stand the test for shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you come to find out later on down the line that, you know, hey, it was cool, it was all right, but you know, the, the shit that, was made to last long and build a legacy. Those are the things we still celebrate in the culture now. Like, you know, I, I talked about Prodigy earlier, man. So, you know, those are guys that are respected and honored in our culture because of the work they put in. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do it um, just for the dollar. They didn't do it for nothing else. They loved it because they, you know, I mean, they were about it. So it goes back to that. You know what I mean? Agreed, agreed. Um, I even I will give props to my co-host Neen over here and mention Mr. Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle, you know, because uh even upon his death, you know, like there were a lot of people out there who'll be up honest and upfront with you and let you know that they probably didn't know Nipsey's music like that. They really didn't. But suddenly now, since his death, people have done their research. They see what he did not only for his community, but they went back and listened to his music and listened to what he really was telling people within it. And now it's like his music's living on in a classic type of sense now where it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, because of the way that he was, you know, so it, it just goes to show, man, like, careful what you do for the almighty dollar. You know what I mean? Don't yeah, make something, hard. make it long lasting, people. Make it classic. Make it stick. You, you know what I mean? Hey, man, you know, your stick. discography, your, 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 you know, your albums are, are works of art. You know, you could throw them up on a wall. They, you know, they, you can't just put them out for the sake of putting them out. It's crazy you bring up Nipsey, man. I was going through the archives and uh, I had uh, I have forged a, a relationship with Nipsey over the years. He was actually one of the first dudes. Um, when I first started doing the radio slash podcast and type of big show type thing, he was actually one of my first uh, guests on my show. And man, he was on my show so many different times, man. Slawson Boys was on my show. We had built such a dope relationship and he was 
he was one of those guys that he did not he did not compromise his art for fucking nobody. And the thing I loved about Nipsey is that he was the artist that the major labels didn't want to invest in. They wanted to sign him real quick because they thought he had a little bit of buzz. And then when it came down to putting the records out, they didn't do nothing for him. So I was so happy when he put out, you know, Victory Lap because for all of us, man, it was like the people who had been around him and seen him rise up, it was like, wow, like, he 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 did it his way. He didn't do it nobody else's way, and he was able to own his masters. He was able to do it the the right way, you know. And it sucks that, you know, in his passing, that everybody now flock and listen. You know what I'm saying? And and they they didn't show the love when he was still breathing. You know, I'm a I'm a big proponent on giving giving people their flowers while they're here. Um, but the the benefit to it is that. You know, people are motivated by his music. They're mm-hmm. motivated by his words and his lyrics. And um, I'm gonna pull that Nipsey interview out of the vault soon because, yes. man, I wish I had my old phone, man. Like the last time me and Nipsey spoke was a week before Victory Lap came out, and 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 I shot him a text. He kind of dealt with a lot of the shit Pap dealt with when we was when we was signed with Job Records when when Pap was being shelved. And, he was putting out music for the people and speaking about, you know, the the things that are happening now in our society and major labels don't want to hear that shit. They want to hear women, uh, you know, drugs. They they want to hear the violence. They want to hear all of that. But I shot him a text. I said, yo, man, this is, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, congratulations. Like, I'm proud of you over here. And he didn't even, like, he was asking us how we was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of dude he was. Like, how y'all, man? Yo, what's going on with Pat? How's, you know what I'm saying? Uh, how's Rim? You know, how's she feeling? So, you know, he was just such a, a genuine individual. And I was I was super fortunate enough to, you know, have a, a dope relationship with him. Shout out to his brother Sam. Shout out to Adam. Um, but, yeah, he he's one of those cats, man, that I think 10 years from now, man, his impact's going to be huge on this new generation. I promise that. Agreed. Agreed. So... Ladies and gentlemen, I got a little segment I want to introduce that I'm probably going to do this because I like that Apple Music really has this, and I did not know that they did this. So I'm going to start using this for the show because this is pretty cool for those of you who probably have Apple Music and don't really probably notice this. So shout out to Apple Music where they introduce classic albums of the month. Oh, let's do it. So... Are you guys ready for the list of albums that they have under classic albums of this month? And this is many, many genres. So we've got rock albums. We've got hip-hop albums. We've got R&B albums. You name it. So here we go. Number one, we got Thank Me Later by Mr. Drake himself. Hard Frank Drake. By the way, yes. Drake? 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 Yeah, Drake. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Thank Me Later, rap album from Drake, came out in the year of 2010, as you know. And then, of course, next up, we've got the recovery album by Eminem, also released in the year of 2010. Go figure, right? Who knew? So 10 years. Yeah, crazy, right? 10 years since recovery, y'all. 10 years since Thank Me Later. 
crazy how time, time flies. Is flying. Man. Oh, oh, it gets better. It gets better. So next up, we've got Wild Heart by Mr. Miguel, released in 2015. Miguel. Man. We've also Super I miss Miguel. Miguel, man. I got to see that brother live, and I'll tell you, man. I, I, I was it really, an experience? Yes, it really was. It was like watching Prince, literally, like watching Prince live. This man wow. had all the ladies going crazy. College. <laughs> I was going to University of Memphis at the time, people. And I'll never forget, it was our spring fling. Spring. And literally, he was the first big act that they brought to University of Memphis, and it just got bigger from there at this point. To this day, I'm pretty sure they just keep on bringing bigger and bigger acts for their spring flings every year. But man, when I say I got to see this brother, I'll never forget. Outdoor concert, and he lights was on point, there. had the stage on, like, I mean, the man was taking the shirt off, ladies going, ah! Of course he was. Of man on top was. of the speakers, this man on it's the Miguel, floor. man. Miguel, hey, man. man. Look, look. It's my guy, Miguel man. Miguel had them. What? <laughs> Made me a fan. I was like, man, that's a stage presence for real. <laughs> yeah. I did not know he had all of that. And since then, and, and that was when he came just to show how he was still really on the come up at that time. Because at that time, he didn't really have major mainstream albums. He had did the, the song. At that time, the biggest song he did feature-wise was him and Wale's Lotus Flower Bomb. Mm -hmm. That single had just come out. I remember all he had to do was let that play. He did that. He did the little verse of that. Lady started singing it like crazy. He didn't even have to perform. He didn't have to perform it. Not mm -hmm. at all. You know, um, he, you know, all I, I want is you. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he just, he had him, he had him going. Um, you name it. it. Like, it was like, okay, Miguel, you signify. And I always become a fan of a person when I see him live most times because it's like, if I wasn't on him before, the moment I see him live, if I, if I see and they killing it, killing it, I'm like, you know what? Now I want to go listen to your stuff. And boom, I'm, I'm like a fan for life. So <laughs> shout out to That's Mr. Dope. Miguel there. So next up, we got a guy who was recently, not too long ago, featured on a versus battle with the one, the only Ludacris. This guy named <laughs> Nelly Country Grammar. Hey, wow. released in the year 2000. Uh oh, new millennium album right there. Need I mind you? Singles such as Country Grammar, Ride With Me, EI, you name it. Batter Up, man. EI, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's a classic album. That's a good one. I'm hey, telling man, you, man. Spe spe speaking of another cat that uh, is super underrated in his own right. On, on on how he took his whole city and put it on a map for hip hop now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. And, and, and the got, records he got, man, come on, come on, crazy. It's crazy. Hey, man. you know what? Another another thing too, people forget, man. He he was he was an entrepreneur, man. He made made a lot of good moves as a as a um as an entrepreneur, and uh. You got to do that in music because you can't survive just off your, your music, especially when you don't control their masters. So he was uh, he was instrumental in the 2000s, man, being a, a, a hip hop artist, an entrepreneur, he even crossed over a little bit. He started doing a pop joint. I think he did a country record with somebody. So come on. Shout out to Nelly, man. 
Come on, man. St. Louis. Pimp, pimp juice? What pimp is juice. The, um, energy drink? Yeah. The only yeah. one for my I pimp remember that. Come on. I used to get yeah, it before 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> you wildin'. You wildin'. <laughs> and uh, so, check this out, y'all. Next up, we got a lovely, lovely legend. A diva, some would even call her. Her debut album, 1990, Miss Mariah Carey with wow. Mariah Carey. Back when <laughs> albums Mariah were Carey. just the title of your names. <laughs> Mariah simple. Carey. It was such a simpler time then. Such a simpler time. You didn't have to name an album. You just named it what your name was, and there you go. 1990. Talk about it, man. Talk about it. After that, let's see some ones that stick out again. We got, uh, oh, this one's from my man, Benny, right here. We're going to go super classic. We're going <laughs> to take him to 1990 again. We'll let the rhythm hit him. Eric B. and Rock Kim. Classic. Wow. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. That, see, you see that keep on coming. And then, you know what's course, crazy? You know, it's I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but man, and you know, God forgive me, but that was actually one of the first tapes I robbed from a family member when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, See, I, I'm th I'm 33, so that that I mean, I was young. I I was probably like I remember, I remember um, my mom and my pops got me like a Fisher Price Walkman. It was a tape deck, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it was Fisher Price. I remember that moment. <laughs> I, I got Heavy D and the Boys from my mother. And then at the time, um, I had gotten um, what was it? Heavy D and the Boys. Oh, an MC Hammer, bro. Ooh. I wasn't fucking. I wasn't really fucking with Hammer, but I love Heavy D and the Boys. <laughs> so I remember I was like a cousin or a friend. He had a couple tapes, man. I was probably like six or seven, bro. Sticky Fingers Vinny, bro. I stole that one. And uh, Big Daddy Kane, Long Live the Kane, and them two albums fucked me up, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Instead of your Fisher-Price Walkman, I love it. Yeah, I had that thing for so long. Me and my mom was talking about the other day. It was like, I had that for a long time, and I played the shit out of that thing. It lasts forever. <laughs> you buy tape decks after that, and they would pop. You know, yeah. the, the CD players and all of that, and then you know, it transitioned into I, I, uh, you know, what was it? The iPods and you know, and MP3, MP3 players. players. Yeah. yeah. So let the you, rhythm man. hit them. I'm telling you. Damn. That's 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 definitely something we're gonna have to plug onto the up and coming show, brought to you by OTS, called Theology, the evolution of the musical device. And where it's coming from. <laughs> Do you see where I just Famous went there plug. with the people? Do you uh -oh. see? That might there be an go. ology past the arts collab. We, you just never yeah. know. But yeah, that's something <laughs> for your membranes to take in because we've come a long way. And live on Six Families Radio, you know what I'm saying? Live on All Six day. Families Radio. Live action. Come on. Which, by the way, just in case we didn't mention, if you don't catch the live broadcast, you can catch this on demand. On demand, <laughs> Six Families Radio. You see what I did there, Vinny? You see how I did that, buddy? Had to hey, do that man. just for you right there. Shameless plug. You already know. So one more standout classic album that I had to mention that Apple Music put in the classic albums of the month. Another throwback. 
you could call it a, a grandfather of hip hop, if you will. I mean, if it wasn't for a man like this, we probably wouldn't even have hip hop. 
his music alive, keep that going. And um, again, thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the family and friends. For sure. Agreed, agreed. That's so, tough, man. Again, Baby Huey, we salute you. We salute the music that you brought into the streets. We salute the city of St. Louis because we know yeah, that you guys lost a legend, of course, in, in, in your, your hometown. Anytime someone makes it out of your hometown, makes a hit, that automatically makes them a legend because they put the city on their back in that moment. Like, yo, this was for the map. This is for the A. This is for the NY. You name it, the list goes on. So now that we can brighten up the note a little bit, I didn't mean to bring everyone down with that. We're going to bring it on back here. We've got a new segment. We just keep on coming out with segments for y'all. We're going to do a new little segment on this here show. Because I know y'all like your segments, right? Y'all like a good dose. So this one <laughs> is called You Can Only. All right? Y'all like what I did there? You Can Only. So I'd like to shout you to, out. You trying to set me up? You trying to set me up, Dwayne? Am I trying to set you up? No. <laughs> no. I would never try to set anyone up here. I don't pass the ox. But then again, right, you, never right. you, you just never know. You never know. So this is going to be a very interesting question or scenario for my co-host and for my guest right here, because this is going to be interesting to see who you guys choose out of this circle. Oh, wow. Choices. But in this edition of You Can Only, here's how it works. Basically, it's just a scenario where you come up with this and, and, you know, you paint a picture. And basically, in this picture that's painted, you got to choose. Pick your poison, if you will. And in this case, this isn't really necessarily poison. This is more so, man, your, I can only choose X amount here. Oh, this is going to kill me. Now. The anticipation like is to, killing me. I know, right? I know. But before I go into this, I got to shout out the OTS on the sidelines Facebook group because they're always live. And when you're listening, you just never know when we're going to call you out. And not just this show, but any show from OTS, you never know when we're going to pick something out. So keep on posting it in that Facebook group because you just might make it. So I got to shout out Mr. Bruce Carter. That's right, Bruce Carter. June 24th at 5.07 p.m. Posted <laughs> something that I said, you know what? This is good for the new segment that I'm bringing on past the ox. So here we go. You are on a five-hour trip. And you can only. See what I did there? You can only. <laughs> listen to two of the following artists. Five hours on a road trip, and you can only listen to two of these four artists that I'm about to mention. Are you ready? Told you, you set me up. Told <laughs> yeah, you, you set me up. For sure. Hey man, new one. Hey man. Hey, you I, know how I seen do. the I seen the pitch coming, man. I, I, man. <laughs> What's up? Who we got? Go. Who we got? All right. Choice number one. Coming out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, fresh out of the penitentiary himself, you Mr. Crazy. Meek Mill. Option number two. Coming straight out of the West Coast, 
Good old Compton. Stand up if you're from Compton. You already know what it is. Mr. Pimple Butterfly himself, Kendrick Lamar. You already know. Option number three. Well, this brother sometimes really doesn't need an introduction, but coming out of the veil. That's right. The one, the only, Mr. Jermaine J. Cole. And of course, your final selection. A man who also needs no introduction and is still considered the top of the top, the cream of the crop. Some may even call him the greatest of all time. That's your opinion. That just depends on what you decide. We got a show coming on that later. Mr. In My Feelings, Drake. All right. So the ball so is in y'all court. People, I thought it was five people. It's four people we have to choose from. It's four people. Okay. It's a five hour trip. So okay, you have to you. think about a five-hour trip that you're going to be on, and you can only listen to two of these four artists throughout that whole five-hour trip. So, of those four artists, who are y'all going with? Well, I'm not going to pick J. Cole because he tells Black women the way that we are supposed to have our tones, and I don't appreciate it. So, no, I'm just joking. Just, just kidding. That was a joke. I love J. Cole. Just kidding. But for me, if I had to choose, um, I'm going Kendrick, and I'm going Drake. Ooh. Care to give why on those reasons, Miss Janine? I mean, because for Drake, you can literally play anything by him and i'm riding <laughs> i like like drake has an infinite amount of hits he's been fire ever since he came out so you can't go wrong with drake and then as far as kendrick kendrick is going to give me hype um he's going to give me a lyricism he's going to drop gems but it's going to be over dope beats, <laughs> he's he's gonna be super animated. So yeah, that's why those two. All right, okay, okay. Well, all right then. So, Mr. Vinny, sir, I know I had to set you up, but please tell the world, tell the people, you did on a five-hour trip, road trip, who you taking? Mm. I'm gonna take Kendrick. I'm gonna take Kendrick. Um, second one, I'll, I'll probably take um, based off the last few albums. Um, mm, I think I'm gonna go with Cole. I'm gonna go with Cole and Kendrick. Mm. Yeah. And the reason why is because I think <clears throat> coming from, for me personally, and the things I love about hip hop, I always love lyricists, but I also love guys that got a range of, of content. You know, um, Lupe Fiasco said a long time ago, and I always admire when he said this about hip hop, is that we always needed a balance uh, of the negative and the positive, right? If you go on, if you go on give a problem, of something, give a solution, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, and I've always admired that about Kendrick. Um, and Cole, I was super harsh on Cole when he first came out because I seen his potential, but all he kept rapping about was vagina and women and, and you know, being scarred about women. And I really want to put his big boy pants on and deliver. And he's, he's done that the last few trips. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they both incredible rappers, incredible lyricists. I think Cole has really stepped his pen game up the last few years. Um, the last 24 months, he's been on fucking fire. I mean, the, the, the record he did, the verse he did on uh, the Gangstar album, Recipes Guru, I mean, that was probably J. Cole's best verse ever. Like, he came and delivered. He had to, you know what I'm saying? You want a record with Guru and DJ Premier, you got, you have to deliver. Um, but yeah, man, Cole and Kendrick, man, they, they, you know, they, they my leaders in a new generation anyway, you know what I'm saying? So I'm riding with them. Shout to Meek, shout to Drake, you know what I'm saying? Um, that was it, right? That was the four, right? Kendrick, the Cole, four, Drake, yeah. and, and, and Meek. Yeah. And shouts to Meek too. Meek's been, um, Meek's been putting a lot of, a lot of great content out too with everything going on right now. And, um, he's really, um, investing in the, the prison reform and, really making his voice be heard and that's 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 again another artist we need it's just as much as we need the migos and the babies and the little babies and the young thugs we need you know meek and 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 drake and cole and all these cats out here that um you know they're kind of the older they're the older cats now you think about it shit you oh, 10 years ago yeah 10 years ago thank you later came out that's crazy i remember buying that album for my my wife my, my wife at the time she my girlfriend at the time but now my wife I remember copying her around the same time it was Eminem Recovery Drake and uh, yeah that's that shit's wild man I'm old man Jesus man. <laughs> speaking of old that's another <laughs> thing because Vinny we would love to know your opinion on this you see. Shout out to our producer, Mr. Derek Myers. Now, yeah, peace to Derek. Hey, man, let me me tell you something, man. Derek is one of the hardest working motherfuckers uh, (laughs) in this whole thing, man. So that's that's I call. I don't know if y'all seen Power. You know what I'm saying? He ghost. You know what I'm saying? He ghost. He in the cut. Ghost. Peace to Derek, man. man. He's uh, man, man. Come on now. Listen. But my apologies. Proceed. Oh Proceed. no, you're good, brother. We got we gotta always take the time out to give Mr. Derek the props because for sure, hey man, we wouldn't be live if it wasn't for a guy like that working hard. So we appreciate Thanks. you, Mr. Miles. That being said, in a group chat earlier before the show, me, Derek, and Mr. Janine were actually trading back and forth in conversation. We peeped a nice little video of some millennials listening to very, very, very classic hits that we all knew and grew up with and just not even reacting whatsoever. Not one bit. Now, the thought was, man, we old. We old. And I said to myself, the parents. I felt like, nah, Shawty. <laughs> they just don't know good music, apparently. They don't know their history. Something. Because I know millennials, millennials, I know millennials that actually know, <laughs> they know the classic stuff on top of what they listen to now. And most times right. even prefer the classics over what they hear now. Yes, 
Believe I had not. to learn it the hard way. My sister is eight years younger than me. And so I play a lot of my classic jams and she doesn't know any of it. Like has has never heard of it. It's never crossed her radar. And 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 it's saddening one because I'm like, I'm old, two, because how dare you not know these classics? And I'm sure that I've played them around you several times. I'm sure I have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. My niece is probably the same way, you know. <laughs> I get it, okay? I get it. But I'm just saying, I also know millennials who are in their age range, maybe a couple years older, maybe even a few years younger. And they know what we came up with. So, Brother Vinny, tell me, are we old? <laughs> or is it that we're just really good enough to understand that we are at a nice in-between age where we know and respect what's current and what we love, but we appreciate what we love that much more? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, bro. I get called an old head in my household. I'm, I'm, I'm 33. I'll be 34 in November, so I'm considered an old head. So, and I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? The thing for me though is like my age group of cats that are, you know, in 30 mid 30s, they're on some other shit. Like I'm an old head at heart. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up listening to everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, R&B, funk classic rock, hip hop, um, country was never a thing in my household. <laughs> Start, I'm starting to learn a little bit of that, you know, because uh, my wife's been on this kind of weird country, new country wave, and it's kind of interesting. It's kind of weird too, yeah. but yeah, you gotta, be ver you gotta be versatile with it. So I think for me, um, it's not that we're old, it's just that we're, we were blessed to, to grow up and, you know, if you were blessed enough to grow up in a household full of music, you solid anyway. If you didn't, eh, you might be a little fucked up. So it's upon us to educate them and say, yo, this is, this is what it is. I'll give you a prime example. My little brother, he's 22. Wait, no. 23. He just turned 23 in January. That motherfucker don't listen to none of this new shit. He does to a point. But he loves the Wu-Tangs. He loves the, the Mob Deeps. He loves the Snoop Dogs, the Dre's, you know what I'm saying? The Chronics, the Dog Pounds. Because I told him, I said, yo, you're going to listen to hip-hop. You're going to have to kind of travel all the way back and see where it came from to see where it's at now. You know what I mean? And then you can understand fully what the culture is. You know what I mean? So we just got to educate these youngins. That's all. Listen to them. That's a key thing. You got to listen to them. I got a I got a 20-year-old sister-in-law who loves all this new stuff. Trust me, I pick her brain a lot. Yo, give me your phone. I want to see what your iTunes is like. She'll even send me playlists because you got to keep up on it. You know what I mean? So I think for us, just as much as they educating us, the young generation, they don't even know it. We gotta, you know what I'm saying we gotta educate them. Like, hey, you gonna listen to this reasonable doubt album by Jay-Z. You gonna listen to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're gonna listen to 50 right. Cent Givers to Die Trying. You're gonna listen to you know, Kendrick Lamar, the Pimper Butterfly, so mm -hmm. it's not that we old. Don't let, I mean, look, man, age ain't nothing but a number. You know, thank you, Brother Vinny. Thank you. Because I don't know about my co-host here, but I never feel old. I feel very timeless. 
I'm just saying. I'm timeless, baby. Timeless. Very, very (laughs) timeless. Okay. Ain't no age over here. You know what I'm saying? We good. We infinite status, baby. But I do have to ask this because I, I would love to know your thoughts. Why does it seem like millennials don't seem to vibe or like Eminem as much, if at all? Any particular reason behind that? That's for me? Yeah, you think anything, is there something about Eminem that makes millennials not seem to relate to him or like him? I don't get it. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to crack the code for y'all. Um, I think, me personally, this is my opinion, I think that with Eminem being such an elite lyricist, I think as we talk about recovery being 10 years old, um, it's not my favorite Eminem album. It's got some high points to it. But lyrically, you got to understand when you look at 2010 and beyond, there's not too many lyricists in the game anymore at that level. You know, Kendrick might be very close. Cole might be right, you know, below Kendrick if if we're looking at stats. But I think the newer generation doesn't pay attention to Eminem because obviously he's he's old. He's an old cat. Um, but I also really honestly, truly believe in the fact that they don't listen to music. They skim through it. Jay-Z said a long time ago, man, um, do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? See, I'm influenced by the ghetto you ruined. The same dude that gave you nothing. I made something through it. So if you think about that, right, M's pushing the pen, and Eminem doesn't need to. Eminem's got billions of dollars. Eminem is the most successful rapper of this whole shit. You know what I'm saying? But I think that the new generation is too complex for them. It's too much for them to digest. And in this age, it's all about the beat. And it used to be, it used to be the beat, and then it used to be the catchy hook in the 50 cent era. Then it transitioned into the singing shit, right? Where it's it's super melodic. You gotta be singing. Now the verses are melodic, bro. Shit, I was listening to uh who was I listening to today? Oh, I was listening to uh um JD the, the Prince of NY, his new artist out of New York. Motherfucker singing through the whole first verse. He's rapping, but he's singing, but it's super catchy. And by the third, the second, it was only two verses and two in a, in a, in a, in a hook. And I said, that shit's catchy as fuck. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, the attention span, you got to realize something too, is that the millennials now that are growing up, we millennials, if we think about it, right? We consider millennials. But I think the newer generation in hip hop and just in society in general, you don't catch their attention in one minute, they ain't paying you no mind. They go on to the next thing. Do I blame them? No, because that's kind of how they're, that's how they've been brought up. But um, as it, it goes back to Eminem, is I, I truly honestly think that he's super complex. Like I've had, arg- not really arguments, but I've told people, I'm not talking to you about Eminem, period, until you've listened to, you know, the last two projects. And I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions and quiz you. And if we ain't on the same mental, I'm not having a conversation with you because you, know, <laughs> you ain't going to argue with me about, you know, Eminem. But I, I think it's just, I just really think it's a short attention span. You know what I'm saying? I think that 
music is so easy and watered down right now that you ain't really coming with that shit. Ain't nobody fucking listening to you. And it's a shame, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because M is pushing that pen, man. And I I had to base with people, man. Like me and Rema have come, me and Papa have conversations. Like, this motherfucker's he's like a machine. I don't understand yeah. him, bro. It's like, <laughs> how do you rhyme these words together and, and do it that quick? <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. it's amazing, you know what I mean? But um that goes back to we gotta, you know, we gotta educate, you know, we gotta let these little these little youngins know that hey, in the, in the world of hip hop, world of lyricism, this is the cream of the crop. You know what I'm saying? I do also think too that uh, I think it's a it's a white it's a white boy thing too. I think that for a long time he's had to battle that, and I think he's still battling that a little bit. You know what I mean? I think people um, people don't give him his just due. You know what I'm saying? But We'll see, man. It's going to suck when he passes away and dies. I think that's when everybody's going to be on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he was so great. God give him his flowers now. You know what I'm saying? Because in this day and age, bro, I salute a guy like Eminem. You got mansions on mansions, bro. You do not need to rap. You do not need to be in no <laughs> You don't have to be field. here with us. <laughs> no, I mean, you yeah, could be in the right. Cayman Islands somewhere, but he loves <laughs> hip hop so much, man. And that's one thing about. Me personally, I get a lot of people saying too, like, I don't relate to Eminem. I never hated my mother. I never mm-hmm. wanted to kill my wife. Neither did I, bro. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. But, but you can know, still like, fucking rap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still the, thing that, the thing that drew me to Eminem personally was, uh, is the, is just, it was his voice, man. It was like, mm-hmm. what's he, and then the shit he was coming out of his mouth, like, I remember one line. It was the first of it I saw I ever heard, man. It was actually him and Royce. This motherfucker said, give me two fat tabs and three shrooms and you won't see me like fat people in steam rooms. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was funny, man. But like just the whole, this whole style is just, it's so, it's so crazy that, uh, man, I can't believe recovery is 10 years old. It's just crazy yeah. how much he's gotten better from recovery till now. And even before then, like from 99 to 2010, like, fuck, man. You just see an artist progression like that. That's incredible, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. And it actually reminds me, since me and Nene are some uh, fellow ATLians down here, kind of makes me think of our boy, Andre Three Stacks, and how much we crave wishing this guy would come back just to give us a feature or something. But then we realized, Maybe Andre was actually the smarter one of all of these rappers. He realizes the fact that, you know what? My heart ain't really in it right now. Plus, I don't think these kids want to hear what I got to rap about because I'm a father who drives a minivan. I got kids now. This and that. And he like, plays the flute. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like. The flute on a track, though. Three Stacks is like, yo, I'm good. I'm chilling. You know what I mean? Like. Hey, I, might you know the, I, mean? I might be the minority in it, bro. If I don't hear another three stacks verse, I'm cool. Cause the shit that he did from '94 until last, bro, is so ahead of his time. Yeah. Like that shit is just, bro. Yeah. You know, man, he's like, if he ain't in your top ten of all time, like you deserve to be slapped, <laughs> shot up, stabbed up. Um, come on, man. I don't want to get too violent, but goddamn. <laughs> come on, tell these. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, how many rappers you know ain't even really had their own full solo albums in there and you put them in your top 10? I mean, come on, man. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that being said, as we wrap this thing up, Vinny, real quick, 
go ahead and tell the people of Pastor Ox. Tell them uh, about you're in the mix show, of course, but also tell them about yeah. Six Families Radio if they're not listening on Six Families Radio, you know, to our iPod, right. Apple Music listeners, and Spotify listeners. Tell them about Six Families Radio and why they should tune in and check us out on there. Well, can yeah, I man, ask so before we talk about why we, and we listen to it, I'm really interested to know where did the name Six, Six Families come from? Because it's giving me a real mafioso, you don't fuck with the family <laughs> type, type of vibe. Where right. is it coming from? It's all in the family. It's all, it's all in the family. family. You fuck with the family, you're swimming with the fishes. Right. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Um, yeah, so, um, I mean, first and foremost, I, I appreciate y'all having me on here. It was definitely fun chopping it up with y'all. Y'all bring such a dope energy to your show, and just for me to be a part of it, like I said, man, um, honor and shit. Anytime, anytime I'm, you, know, you need me, I'm here, man. I'll come back anytime. Um, but to answer your question about Six Families Radio is, yeah, so, you know, I'm an Italian kid, man. I grew up, you know, Italian, blood in, blood out, um, mafioso and mafia-related things have been a stable in my home household, for, you know, since I was a kid. Um, and, and what I did when I created Six Families, Six Families Entertainment, uh, incorporated is, is my own company that I started um, 12 years ago. And the whole concept of it was there's five mob families in New York that control all of the things coming in and out of New York City, right? And what I wanted to do is I love that energy of the mafia where it was like your family, right? This thing of ours. But obviously, we ain't gonna be doing no crazy shit. We ain't gonna be dealing no drugs. You know what I mean? We ain't gonna do extorting people but the whole mentality of being a family and being mob minded was what I wanted to transition into, you know, naming my company six families. Um, so it's five families in New York. We, the sixth, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. and we, the sixth family, uh, we, the sixth family in the world, but we break in that cycle, right? We, we transition it into the, the hip hop game and uh, we reach it in different areas, you know what I'm saying? So we got a little bit of money here, got a little bit of money there, you know what I mean? But um, with Six Families Radio, what I really wanted to accomplish, as I mentioned earlier, was I really wanted to showcase an outlet and a platform for artists who didn't get their fair shake, uh, artists who don't have the marketing dollars to spend on a radio run, um, artists who fucking put their heart and soul into this music shit and they don't have, you know, again, they don't have that platform that they should. Um, so overall, um, that's that's exactly why, where the name comes from is definitely mob influence. If you listen to the station, it's, uh, we got drops in there. We got little skits and stuff about the commission. It's called the commission of hip hop is because we, you, you take the oath. When you take the oath, you join the commission and, you know, you rep what we rep here, you know, and, and then the day, if you don't, you know what happens, you know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> you know what happens when you don't join the family, you leave out under in a box. Six feet on synagogue doors. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, work on it, you know? You know, you know, and, and that's the thing is that, you know, I think my family, you know, and, and I, just in general, most of my family is either in a pond box or they in prison. You know what I'm saying? Because the way my family was, in the streets, 
it, you know, it was heavy. It was heavy, 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 heavy. So I had to break the cycle, you know what I'm saying? So with me being in this industry for so long, since I was 15 years old, you know what I mean? I decided, you know what? We're going we gonna to make something out of it. We're going we gonna to put our stamp on it. And that's what Six Families is about, you know what I'm saying? Six Families Radio, 24-7, authentic hip-hop, you know what I mean? And, you know, as you mentioned, Dwayne, as far as the mix show, so Tuesdays, all right? I'm going to call it some ruckus on the airwaves, man. I promise you that. Come on. Um, it's called Tuesday Night Venom. It's a mix show format. And basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to give people a taste um, in 30 minutes to an hour of what Six Families is, right? So all the records we playing, you're going to hear some exclusive. You're going to hear some shit that you never heard before. Like, I got a hard drive full of, like, shit no one's ever heard before. Like, I got records that people had talked about on the internet with some of the people I've been close with over the years that no one's ever heard before. You know what I'm saying? So the whole mind state with the mix show is just to show people Here's what we play. Here's what we do. Here are the artists that we're breaking. That's a big thing, too. Is I got a lot of new artists that are on the come up right now um, that, that, that they're going to be on a, on a mix show. It's free, uh, exclusive freestyles, um, uh, you know, uh, new music. You know, we talked about New Music Fridays. And, um, it's just going to be an outlet for me to get on the ones and twos, talk my shit, be in rare form, and just let people know, hey, look, these are artists, you know, you love your Coles, your Kendricks, your Drakes and all that, but hey, here's this new wave coming that you need to be on, on point with. And Six Families Radio is going to be the place to, to break these artists. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. So two, so Tuesday Night Venom, um, we're we going to go live. Um, we're going to go live uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm excited because with y'all in the, it, it's going to be crazy because the, with the Tuesday Night Venom show is really going to showcase what the station's about. What you guys bring to the table is original conversations and topics and dialogue about our culture um, and, and, and various other topics, you know what I'm saying? So for me to come in and just let the music speak for itself, oh man, it's going to be crazy. And, and when I hit that button and you hear the, these records, man, um, some a lot a lot of my core fan base when I used to do this years ago when I used to do the mix show, they know know what I bring to the table. It's just I'm always 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 searching for that new artist, and I'm gonna hit you with some shit you never heard before. You're like, what the fuck? And I'm gonna give you a taste. I'm gonna give you a taste of what's on the station too. You know what I mean? And um, let everybody know, hey, this is this is what we're about. This is what Six Families is about. This is the real deal. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Oh. Well, listen. Y'all already know, Six Families Radio, sixfamiliesradio.com. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you listen. Oh, and, and one thing, too, um, starting uh, next week, um, we're going to be live on many more platforms. Shout out to TuneIn. Everybody knows TuneIn. That's one of the biggest platforms for radio stations. We're going to be in your car. You're going to be able to talk to Alexa, that funky, crazy lady. You don't listen Come on. to Google. You're just going to be able to say, yo, play Six Families Radio, and boom, we there. Um, we also introduced the next week the video format. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be um, in, in the video form online. Uh, we're going to be on our website, sixfamiliesradio.com. Um, when I go live Tuesday, 
uh, that starts the whole wave of the video format. We I'm going to be live on um, Instagram, sixfamiliesradio.com, Periscope, Twitch, Mixer, Facebook. Come on, man. I'm going to be every, like, that's the thing is that they gave, they, they, they gave me a platform to come back and they shouldn't have done it. Because now I'm going to be everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's it. We so everywhere, fun, baby. Man. It, it, it's going to be fun. So I encourage everybody, man, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Venom, come rock with me. Um, when you see the artwork, y'all going to go crazy. Um, and it's just going to give you that energy, man. And, you know, as we, we wrap up tonight, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I salute y'all for being a part of the team. Um, I, as I, you know, I won't give the fans too much insider information, but Dwayne, when me and you hooked up and we did our little one too, I knew yeah. something was special over here, you know what I'm saying? So yes, um, you guys um, have a platform on my side and with, 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 I, with what I'm able to do on my platform over the years and build it and to bring y'all into the fold as you guys are growing, we grow together and, and it's going to be, um, it's just going to be so incredible because the content y'all bring is so dope and it reaches fans that never really would have fucked with me in the first place. Cause I'm a hip hop dude. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all was talking realist tonight, um, you know, was about Disney plus and Hulu and Marvel and DC. And I'm like, I don't know what that's about, but guess what? <laughs> There's some people out there. Y'all have people hit me up. Like, what do you know about comic? But I said, that's not even, you know, I'm not on that show. Those are those are my homies, man. Like, listen to them. They're like, yo, I love the show. And that's the great thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So cross-pollinating and, and uh, really uh, bridging the gap between, as we talked about tonight, man, bridging that gap of of, of new and, and old, I guess. You know what I mean? And, and coming together for one cause. We, we love music. You know what I'm saying? We love entertainment. We love culture. So that's what we're here to do, man. So I appreciate y'all rocking with me. And, we're going to keep it moving, man. That's, that's what we're about. Come on now. And you know what? Y'all already get enough of me. So I'm going to let my co-host close us out today. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let her give the final remarks. Because this is past the ox, baby. And you never know. We <laughs> and I have been past the ox. Thank you, Dwayne. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for, uh, for tuning in this evening. If you're listening on Monday night on families radio thank you so much for tuning in on youtube or on any of the podcast platforms if you're tuning in on wednesday benny it was such a pleasure speaking with you thank you so much for being part of the show i'm looking forward to our growth and what we're going to do here Dwayne, it's always a pleasure you're the bestest co-host a gal could ever ask for (laughs) (laughs) ever ask for um i guess we should close out uh, by giving everybody out our social medias you know? um, for me, uh, Instagram at Nina Soul, N-I-I-N-A-S-O-L. Um, you can catch my other podcast, What Did I Think About This Week? And of course, I'm part of the OTS family, so I'm on that website as well. Uh, back over to you, Cuzzo. Well, you already know. You can find it, and, 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 and y'all see, it ain't just me. I ain't the only one that know how to do dope intros and outros. My Cuzzo, <laughs> my best co-host in the whole wide world. Knows how to do it too. She does it so proper, doesn't she, y'all? That's all I'm saying. You know, can't always do this, man. We a team in this thing. So, you already know where you can find your boy. Find your boy at Dwayne Dickey Jr. on Instagram. You can follow my artist page if you like to check out some new music. 
Uh, wait, this guy named Highlight Reel. I think he has a surprise EP coming. Oops. Does he? I say the something exclusively on Pass the Ox here? Wait a minute. I <laughs> think I just made a headline go here on this. You know, but nonetheless, follow your boy at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E, Life, on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also find me pretty much uh, on the Life's a Box podcast, another show that we brought right here on the OTS family with OTS guys check out some cool wrestling interviews we got some new interviews coming out and uh well yeah we got other cool shows you know such as the Bay Fuel such as Sideline guys all this great stuff and they're all broadcasted right here on Six Families Radio along with Pass the Ox baby you know what it is so by all means well we're gonna pass this thing over to Vinny and let him go ahead and tell y'all his social media real quick Vinny Tell the people again. Hey man, uh, thanks for having me again. It's definitely been great, and and yeah, we 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 gonna smash some shit. Like I said, we gonna make a lot of people angry, and you know, we gonna we gonna cause some drama. Instagram Vinny Forty Ninth, Twitter Vinny Forty Ninth, um, Six Families Inc on Twitter, and also Instagram if you wanna follow the the station and and uh, the company page, and then uh, SixFamiliesRadio.com, man. That's the that's the hub for everything. Y'all can um, peep all the on-demand shows. So if you missed tonight, um, it's up there on demand. Um, and hey, be on the lookout, man. Tuesday night Venom uh, t- t- tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Tuesday. So we we rocking and rolling. And uh, video video uh, live all week, man. We are gonna have all these episodes live. And you know what we gonna do though? I'm gonna tell y'all uh, off the camera, uh, behind the scenes. We gonna uh, mix and mingle on that, but. Hey, man, follow me. Holla at me. Vinny, we here, man. Yes, sir. Well, that being said, shout it's to my Derek. man. Hey, shout out to Derek. Once again, shout you know, to we Derek. Yes. We can't stop giving you praises on the show, man. Flowers. No, you deserve it all, brother. Round of applause. Because yet again, this is another successful episode of Pass the Ox, Ox. Baby. Episode number three. Uno, 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 number tres. How you want to put it? One, two, three. That's the three Thanks. count, baby. So, Boom. without being further ado, this is my boy, Vinny the Don. It's your boy, Dwayne, aka the Prince of Botch. And of course, my co host, the lovely Janine, also known as the Queen of Clatchet. You already <laughs> know what time it is. And the ox has officially been passed to you. Peace. Peace.